welcome one and all. I see you have found your way here to the Board Shenanigans Podcast, Episode 70. I know what you were thinking. Why here and why now? In a world filled with audio indulgence, why allow these two nobodies to enter your ears? The answer is quite simple. This is the one show that successfully mixes unbridled sex appeal with the appropriate amount of explicit fucking content and just a dash of ridiculous scenarios that may be partially true or entirely fictitious. This is a podcast for the people, by the people. This is a podcast for fucking America. So thank you for your download and enjoy the following kick-ass theme song. Hey everybody, welcome to another week of board shenanigans. As always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer. Yes, that build-spewing, lily-livered kraken straight from the Davy Jones. And I am here with Cody James, the only one that sounds bitchier than that lady that says goodbye to you on voicemails. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I mean, really though, I mean, especially, especially like when someone's voicemail box is either full or not set up, when she's like, the voicemail you have called is full. Goodbye! See, I just figured they got that woman on a really bad day. Like, they're, they're, you know, they, like that's the record, that's the only day they could record, they could afford to have a recording done, and she just was having a bad day, like, she stepped on the cat's tail that morning, or she, you know, her husband was being a dick to her, the kids spilled the cereal all over the carpet, and she's going to this voice. They're showing snowy fields when there's peas. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> if you could find a way to make this goodbye sound good, I'll go down on you. Uh, so, Brewer, anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you lately? Maybe. Hold on, I had Whoa, some... whoa, not all at once, man. <laughs> you know, damn it, I had something for this this segment, and then I completely forgot it, because I didn't think about it since yesterday. Because that's the kind of preparation we have here at Morgan Shenanigans. I even told you I had something, which is the worst part about it. Didn't tell you what it was, because I wanted to keep it as you a just surprise. Said, you just said it was a short story, and you were going to surprise me with it. Yeah, that's all I said, I know. And it was going to be something. So what? Oh, hey, it's my turn. Okay. So what? Quickly, thing that quickly. Got... There's no time, man. There's no time. Quickly, quickly. I might start talking again. There's no time. <laughs> I'm going to so, find you and I'm going to talk over you. Listen carefully. I actually got a really, really cool cool thing that happened this week. Uh, Kev- Kevin and I went got to go see uh, Mick Foley's one-man stand-up sort of show, which if you're unfamiliar who Mick Foley is, is he's a... Pro wrestler, fucking icon of pro wrestling. He's real known for, like, the hardcore style, uh, the style of wrestling, you know, the barbed wire and stuff on fire and everything. And he, he doesn't really do stand-up comedy so much as he just kind of gets up there and tells funny stories related to wrestling and so, his life and everything. He, he, it's, but it... So, in other words, not to be confused with Dave Foley, that's what you're saying. <laughs> not at all. But it was okay. really, really, it was really, really cool. So I, I don't now, know. Now, does he make a whole bunch of sound effects when he's up there? No, but he does some pretty funny kind of impressions. But I kind of feel like maybe you have to be a wrestling fan a little bit for it to be accessible to you. But he does a pretty good job, I feel, of like kind of, because he made a big point of like, I know a lot of you girls are here with your husbands or boyfriends. So, and they kind of like give you some caveats for what it was and kind of make it a little more enjoyable for everybody. It was... Which which was really good, but he was just genuinely enjoyable. He was really he was funny. He had good timing. So everything we don't have is what you're saying. Basically, like I guess a big example of kind of his his style of humor. And he said he said this joke, and I've heard it before on the internet of like him him talking. 
doing his doing his stuff before. And uh, it essentially comes down to he had met the he had met uh, you know President Bush like w, w like Bush the second Bush. Uh, he had he had met him and or he was gonna meet him or whatever. He was driving by in his limo and he he's like. He's like, oh, that son of a bitch, man. Like, I'm going to go give him a piece of my mind. Like, I just, oh, I don't like him. I don't have any, you know, just really dislikes the guy or whatever. And he's, like, going to go, and, he, you know, the president, the president's, like, walking by with his, you know, cavalcade of people and everything. And he looks straight at him and sticks both of his fingers out and goes, bang, bang. Well, to those who don't know, that is, that's his wrestling catchphrase. So... That immediately means that the president is a pro wrestling fan and knows who he is and is a fan of his. And then he's like, oh, I love the guy. I disagree with him on everything, but what a nice guy. I mean, he's not so bad. So, <laughs> And to any outside observer, it appears that in Soviet Russia, a president assassinate you. It, it just, it was really, it's kind of that level of humor. It, it's its pretty funny. He, but he, he does he does some real, good, real, real funny bits. He, it's a lot of them are kind of around his kids, but so if you ever get a chance to go see him, like even if you're not a big wrestling fan, you should go check him out. Like I real, I'm really glad we got to go see it. It was definitely, definitely worth the twenty bucks to go see him. I, I'm really glad I got to. And I mean, he's a pro wrestling legend, and I'm a big nerd for pro wrestling, so I, I really, I really enjoyed it. We had a, we had a hell of a good time. So that, that was that was my big wonderful and or exciting. Yeah, see, I, I think I've heard him on, like, The Nerdist or something. I, I I know I've heard him talk, but by God, I... Or maybe he was on, like, The At Midnight, because also everything in my world has a has an article in front of it. Uh, um, he's he's just kind of... Because since he's retired, he's been retired. He's done a couple comeback matches, but pretty much since he's retired, he's kind of got into the, like, one-man show, go-around-speaking-tour sort of thing. That's kind of what he does now, just at his own pace. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, he does a lot of that. He's on a lot of shows and just talks about his, you know, his career and different things. It's just, it's, I enjoy listening to him. I enjoy, I enjoyed it. It was really fun. It, you know, it, he's a good. What are you telling me, Cody? Like, you're, yeah, you, you, you know, when you hear someone that you hate, you don't just continue listening to him? It's like, <laughs> man, I, man, this guy sucks. I just can't turn him off. Well, well, I mean, but you, you have those people that you like in, in whatever it is. If you know, you know, what, I, I guess my best, for instance, my other, for instance, is uh, one of my favorite pro basketball players is Carl Malone. I mean, he's a great, he was second greatest NBA power forward of all time. He's great, great player, number two on the all-time scoring list, great player, right? I really, really like him as a basketball player. Motherfucker, is he a terrible speaker. He sounds terrible, like, he, you know, for all the things he stands for, and I like him on a lot of stuff, but... God damn, is he a horrible speaker? So it's kind of, and, and honestly, he kind of comes off like a douchebag. It's kind of nice when there's somebody that you you enjoy their work and they're not a giant douchebag. Ah, oh, yes, douchebagism is a disease that we should that should you know no longer plague America, but but yet it does. Yeah, I, I think they need the vaccine for douchebagism. Yeah, there there might be. Hi, are you suffering from douchebag? <laughs> uh, do, do we need to do a skit about douchebags? I think we. I think everybody knows a douchebag in their lives, and the appropriate thing to do is to just turn turn the other cheek, try and deal with their douchebaggery, and don't let it get contagious. Don't don't share fluids with that douchebag. Either one. Never, never share a fluid with a douchebag, because they're always like trying to you know like you drink it all before you have any, because they're douchebags. It's like oh my you know my part was on the bottom. I had to drink uh, your part. 
oh, this drink is all about me. It was, it was so, they handed it to me first. It's, it's way more important to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to get all your fluids and put them in my mouth. Uh, only a douchebag could make that not sound sexy. If a, if a not douchebag walked up to you and said, oh, I'd like to put all your fluids in my mouth, you'd be down for that, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Especially if they were a Scientologist. That's right. We're still we're still looking for you out there, Denise. <laughs> and this episode of Borchang is brought to you by the Scientology power of time. Yes, time. We all know it. We all have experienced it, but Scientologists can experience it just that much more. And we're aware that we're aware that there is time, and it does exist. I hope that was funny to you guys, because that's sure as hell funny to me. That was one of my that know, was one of my favorite things we've ever concocted on the show. So. I really, again, like he said, I hope y'all enjoyed it, because, man, we had fun with it. <laughs> Indeed, because, I, I, you know, I always find humor is always the best when you're just listing out the truth. Oh, other other thing that I meant to get back, I, I know I know I'm backtracking a little bit, but we were talking about douchebags, and I felt the need, yes. Oh, yes? Um, oh, are they coming back? Are they going to take over our studio again? Oh, God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> but, what I... What I was going to bring up is, did you see the news article where Liam Nielsen, like, freaked out? Did, did you see this at all? Or, or Liam Neeson, as the rest of the world calls him? What did I call him? <laughs> Liam Nelson or something? Yeah. Well, it, I meant to say Neeson. Anyway, Liam Neeson, you know, the, the guy, <laughs> you know him. The guy with the large penis? Sure. And he also punches wolves. No. With his large penis? No, just with just with his uh, penis-pounding fist. Oh. Um, huh. But Lefisch <laughs> uses to masturbate his large penis with. <laughs> That's the one. But you know, you know what he does. You know what he doesn't want to use his large, his large penis, mount mangling, his large penis wrangling fist for. He doesn't want to use. That's not what you said either. But you know, before we get on to this, isn't that something interesting when you're listening back to these episodes? When you say something, you're like, "I'm going to say it again," but you can't remember it. And then you're like, I know, I mean, I could just hear this and wait and see what I said if I want to say it again, but I'm too lazy for that, because you know how many times that that's been a thing I've edited around? Like, what did I say? I don't know. Let's just say it again. That's not what it was. Was it this? No. Was it this? No. Was I mangling a penis? I can't remember. Was I wrangling a penis? Was I mounting a penis? Yes, good people out there. I fail audi- audioly. Like that. Yes. <laughs> Just like that. On a weekly basis for you. It was like a half a story there. It was I, right in the I, middle of it. I realized halfway, It was only middle. I realized halfway through that, that wasn't a word. And I just went with it. Anyway. Uh, I, yes, listeners, I fail audioly. It was... It, I was like waiting for the hook. Nope, that was it. It was all we had. Woo. Uh, (laughs) All right. Which I kind of feel that might be the title of this episode. It's Waiting for the Hook. Okay, so I have a news story. Is it about penises? No. But it is about things things that shoot and hopefully don't go off half-cocked. Or don't don't fire off prematurely. Uh. So Liam Nielsen was talking to a... You did it again. Yes. Anyway, so Liam so Lawrence Nelson. <laughs> so Larry Nixon, right? Um. Uh, anyway, the guy from all the Taken movies, that dude whose name apparently I don't understand how it works. 
you know, Lee Harvey Oswald. Anyway, um, he released this news statement talking about how uh, America, like, they were talking about Taken 3 because Taken 3 just came out, so apparently they've taken his wife, his daughter, his pool furniture, whatever they took again. They, they keep taking this guy's stuff, and he's, so they're making another movie about it. But anyway, in, in that, in the, the article, he brought up about how there was, like, far, far too many firearms in America, and how there definitely needed to be gun control of some type, and blah, 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 blah. So people don't take his stuff anymore. Well, <laughs> well, uh, Brent, Brent's actually the one that kicked me this article, and he was kind of like, you know, kind of talking to me about it, and I was like, well... I guess I kind of looked at it as sometimes I don't really want to know what actors I like, like what their particular thing is, honestly, because it's kind of, eh, I don't feel like their their opinion's any more valid than anybody else's. But the funny, you know, in amongst all that, I just kind of thought this was the same deal that pissed me off around with, like, Jamie Foxx. I just kind of thought it was the same thing again, like, oh, this actor doesn't like firearms, even though they're in a movie where that's all they use. I don't really understand the difference. Well, <clears throat> I thought the problem with Jamie Foxx was... Jamie Foxx, but well, that's that's sometimes that's a problem too. But like Para USA, which is literally makes some of the nicest 1911s there are. Like they're way up there on the list of who makes nice shit. They like they were one of the ones who provided firearms for this movie because one of the cool things that I've I've I learned and I think it's really cool when they do this. You know, a movie will come out and then a firearm company. The same way like a car company will do, they'll kind of sponsor the movie for some degree. Like, okay, hey, we'll provide 20 firearms for, that are ours that will you know, be prominently featured in this movie so that people can see them. And it, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. If you've ever noticed, generally, generally movies, especially in the last 15 years, have really, really nice guns in them. Like, very, very nice firearms in them. Anyway, so... Parrot USA, they were the sponsor of this movie. They heard they heard his big his rant, and they're like, "Yeah, if he's on a movie, we're not going to be providing him for him anymore." So he basically lost a sponsor for him, which I thought was kind of a cool reaction on their part because that 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 was that was kind of interesting. So I thought that was pretty. Huh. I thought that was pretty neat that they kind of middle fingered him back a little bit. So so what what's the next going to be like? Is he going to be running around with like swords then, throwing stars? I mean, I don't know. I, I, th- I think I think it's one of those things where it's just his... I mean, on the one hand, he's... St- no, I, I like the idea of him having to, like, <laughs> get get back his stereo with, with, with you know, like air, blow darts. Airsoft guns or something, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I will find you, and I will blow a dart into your neck. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's... <laughs> it eventually gets to the point where all he, all he has is, like, freaking, like, inflatable pool toys. <laughs> He's over there, like, waylaying on some guy with a freaking, like, s- swim noodle. <laughs> I know you're listening, and I'm gonna come after you with my fun noodle. And also my pool toy. <laughs> fun so... noodles, but I call my cock. Uh, other, other random, other random gun-related news. This is, this is kind of, I guess I'm gonna talk are, about... Are these the bullet points you're trying to give us? Yeah, that's basically what I'm doing here. Um, other one that I, this one, this one I thought was really... Really neat. Uh, in big, oh crap! I can't remember the name of the place now. In Nevada, it doesn't seem to matter because even when you do know the name of something, you get it wrong. In a state park in Nevada, I think I, I want to say it's Big Canyon, but I'm probably wrong because that seems to be that's the trend today. That's the that's the recurring joke of this episode, kids. Cody doesn't know his facts at all. Um, so yes, in Big Rock Candy Mountain, yes, the uh, 
the park rangers were going through there, a couple of park rangers were going through there, and they found a uh, Winchester Model 73 rifle, like, that had been leaned up against a tree that had been there for, like, 132 years, because the, on the back strap of them, it has what the serial number is, and so that was all in really good shape, and they, uh, they, t- you know, they, they took it and went and ran, like, cross-referenced the numbers with Winchester's database, and it was actually produced, it was produced in 1882, and it was, uh, it had, a Somehow just wound up getting sat next to this tree, and you know the barrel was totally rusted, and the wood was all. I mean, it, I mean it had been exposed to the elements completely. I just thought it was a really, really cool news story that this just uh, for all that time sat there, and you know, is it one of those guys set it there and forgot about it? Was it somebody on? You know, it's it's got to have a really cool story to whatever it is, and it's kind of one of those let your imagination run wild with what what it actually could be. But I think what the, if it's an evil gun that's been waiting there for just the right moment for someone to pick it up and be be possessed by its spirit? So what, they'll turn into Smeagol or Gollum? Sure, we'll go with that. Or both. <laughs> One Winchester to rule them all, and in the darkness bind them. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they'll turn into the Ghost Rider, I don't know. They could turn into anything for all I know. But I thought the coolest thing is it's it's near it's near this national park's hundred year anniversary. It's like getting close to that that time, and so they're gonna as opposed to like try and restore it or try and do anything with it. They're just gonna let it. They're they're gonna keep it how it was, put it you know put it in the the airtight stuff to where it'll stay in that in position it was in the state it was found in, and it's just gonna be like prominently featured in their office area, which I just think like so cool. Like, this this is one of the cooler news stories I've seen. This and like, I, I don't think I was the only one because like USA Today reported it, and then like every firearm magazine or like NRA, TSRA, like everybody reported this thing about how it happens. And I just I just thought it was stuff like this is really cool to me because it's so like right up my alley. So yeah. I mean, and I and I guess, I guess to put a to put a caveat on it or whatever for those not in the know, like a '73 Winchester. I think they made it was one of the more popular guns of its era. Um, I think the production until they came went out of production, it was something like 200,000, 200, 300,000 of them that they made. But ha- if that gun was in like con- any type of working condition now, it'd probably be worth like five, six, seven grand. I mean, they're they're very desirable, but it's just you know it's such a cool little piece of history. And Leroy Nimitz hates it. He does. He thinks that's one. He thinks that's one too many firearms in America. E- even like, they should all be left by trees. Even though he's from Scotland or England or somewhere, I actually don't know where he's from. Wales. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I think he's a Welshman. He strikes me as a Welshman. What if you? I wonder what would happen if you said that to somebody at a bar. You strike me as a Welshman. Yeah. I don't know. There was a. British lady that liked my hat at uh, Home Depot. I don't know if that's the similar, but I didn't expect to see a British lady working the counter at Home Depot either. How did the, how did was she hot? No. Just did, okay, I didn't know if Denise had some competition or not. No, she was like pip pip cheerio. That's a nice hat you have, or something. <laughs> did she say pip pip? <laughs> what are you saying that that's the worst worst British accent since Dick Van Dyke? It's up there. <laughs> I don't rightly remember. She she sounds although it was a little bit more it was it was definitely more of a posh British accent than than uh than than, than Cockney. 
What is your favorite British accent style? Like, that I'm sure that we get wrong because we're Americans. We don't understand how it works. What is my favorite British... Well, I know yours. The Professor Von Snooty Pants. <laughs> you, you, you be the, uh, grizzled, the grizzled general? The the. Because I, I have been a fan forever of the, like, Oh, yes, I fought in the Queen's Navy and won the victory, Victorian Cross, and I don't have the time for you, you and likes of you right there. Get out of my face, gonna trash. I'm a fan of that one. I don't even know if that's really a real accent, but God, I like that one. Well, I, I don't know if I can choose my, my favorite. I can choose my least favorite. What's your least favorite? Cockney rhyming slang. Like, from Snatch? What is Cockney like, rhyming slang? Like A Snatch? Or no, that mo- that movie Snatch, like with uh, Brad Pitt. In it. I don't know, but it's it's a thing. Well, it's um, yeah, uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. There's a bit of it. Where apparently, like, you rhyme something with something else, and then that means a third thing. Like you say this because it rhymes with that, and that means that. that it, it's confusing as all hell. Look it up if you want, people. That's what I don't. I'm, I don't I'm get looking it. it up right now. I don't understand the at all. Cockney rhyming slang. I don't understand it at all. Which I, I just I want like a like an example of it so I can. Um, um, like I said, the best one I can come up with on the top of my head is you know is, is Clockwork Orange. There's a bit of that there, but not nearly as. Oh wow, this is fucking confusing. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Like frog and toad means road. Ginger beer means Queen Lear, which is slang for queer. Yes, yes. North and that's south, like what I'm talking about. North and south means mouth. This is like one of those stupid fucking fake languages you made up when you were a kid. Exactly. This is why we fought a war against them and won. This is a horrible, horrible thing. Why would anybody do this? So there you go. That's my least favorite. Because I don't understand it. Okay, here's here's an example. Uh, like here's an example of what well, here's the, of what one would be, and here's like what it is translated. Like, hello, me old China. What say we pop around the jack? I'll stand you a pig, and you can wrap it around the teapots. We can I uh, have some loop and Tommy, and off be the dickery hits twelve, which means, hello, my old friend. Why don't we go to the bar? I'll buy you a beer, and we can talk about your kids. We have we can have some soup and supper and be gone before the clock strikes twelve. Well, yeah, there you go. Why would anybody want to do that's worse than? Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Roll with me on this one. Like yes, stereotypical stereotypical gangster rap ebonics or this. Um, I think I'd go with the ebonics because it sounds cool at least. I just like really want to see somebody walk up to like I I just want to hear the gang war between the. The Cockney rhyming, I, I guess between the droogs and uh, and the freaking gangsters. So, so like, like, I wish I knew like gang names. So, like, like, like the Crips versus the droogies. Yeah, there you go. No, but it have to be like, I guess it'd be like the Black Panthers, wouldn't it? Because I don't know, I don't know how like much like ebonics is is common nowadays. And, you know, I, I'm sure you're picturing the the same thing I'm picturing, is, you know, like the old lady from Airplane, right? Oh. I would like to see the translation between those two, though. That would be amazing to see. Now, see, right there, that's an example of a skit if we were good enough to do, we would do. But we're not that good. <laughs> so you will not hear from us um, Ebonics talking to Cockneys. Because <laughs> neither of us are one of those two things or have enough knowledge in it. I mean, I guess if we really sat down and scripted one out over the course of, like, you know, three or four hours, we could give you something that's passable. 
Oh, other thing that I can't show yes? you pictures of right now. So pretend you what? Pretend you can hold on. <laughs> well, I so are we starting to do a video podcast? Is that what you're saying? Well, I need I need you to see the picture, and then I can help. That'll help a lot. Oh, okay. We didn't find like, my wife didn't find fuckable Jesus, but she did find dress up Jesus, which is really enjoyable, and it's actually on our refrigerator now. Dress up Jesus, huh? Yeah. Oh. And pic- pictures will be forthcoming. Don't worry. Dressupjesus.com. Ah. Oh. So it's uh what what it is, and well I'll th- I'll post the pictures of it. it's based it's a it's a, a magnetic Jesus that has all these BDSM accessories that are magnetic that you could put on your refrigerator. So. Oh. Well, of course. It was it was a pretty fa- it was a pretty fantastic find. Uh, la- my wife got it last night. It's a uh, pretty amazing. I I, f- I feel that. I feel I feel that it's I feel that it's one of the um, it's one of the funnier things we've ever found. So well, that's a Jesus was like yeah, so you can give Jesus a gag ball or 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 giant boobs, um, get mask the the butt plug you know that kind of thing. yeah. I'm I'm my question the butt plug is how 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 does it work in this form? You, you can't see his butt. Uh well what, well actually because it's kind of people we are we were at, at breakfast. Whatever, late late last night. Cause we stayed out super late last night, and uh, we like kind of finished off the night having dinner slash breakfast really late. Madison was sitting there playing with it, and so what we what we decided the best way to do it is like the underwear or the skirt, and then you put the butt plug where it'll hang out. Is kind of what we figured. Like you layer it, and that's the best thing we found. Oh, I see. They didn't really think it through either. They're just like, "Well, you need a butt plug." I mean, come on. Right, yeah, and uh, this one, this one that you're looking at's a little different because hers has a, hers has a sheet mask, uh, which I don't see on this. Ooh, it's, it's, not not a sheet mask, but apparently you could turn Jesus into other deities as an option. Yeah. Oh, and then there's there's the baby one, which Madison was a pretty big fan of. So, like, well, on this list on the side here, you get uh, the very bottom one is is Supreme Deities Jesus dress up, so you can make Jesus, you know. Weird. You can make well. There's Cthulhu there. There's there's Thor. There's because one of the one Elvis. Of the, one of the ones. One of the ones she had. Like we we're looking at it was like Halloween or something. Because I know there was like Halloween outfits you could do. Oh, there. Yeah, it's on. It's on here. And then, ooh, you can you can do him as. Ooh, here's a good one. Here's one where you can do him as classic villains, where you have like the likes of the Hamburglar and a red dragon ah, from the that. KKK, uh, Frank from Donnie Darko, Hitler. Darth Vader, Freddy Krueger. This is like a clown. This is pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> clown. Unibomber. Which I like. I just like the idea of like mix and matching uh, uh, villains in general. Like, ooh, let's go with this Nazi uniform and like Freddy Krueger's hat and uh, <laughs> Hitler's mustache. You know, let's let's just mix and match villains. But try to make the most extreme villain possible. I, I really I really like the concept of putting the Hamburglar's tie on Darth Vader's suit because you know sometimes you know it's Crazy Tie Friday and <laughs> oh the Wizard of Oz looks pretty funny oh there's just a straight up Star Wars one that's that's pretty good Jesus in a metal bikini just what I've always dreamed of oh all I know is though what you do is you put the metal bikini on Jesus and then you put Admiral Ackbar beside him. It's, I I just I just joke writes itself. I I just really really like putting Admiral Ackbar on the cross like it's a trap. <laughs> Get it? Why he still can? <laughs> I was just getting that as like, no man. I know you see a gold bikini there though, but it's a trap. 
Oh, there's a gay, there's gay bar Jesus. That's pretty good. Or no, this is Lady Gaga Jesus. I was. I thought I know they're very similar. I thought it was gay bar Jesus, but then I saw like the frog dress, the Kermit the Frog dress, and then I realized, <laughs> oh no, that's Lady Gaga. I think you just offended a whole bunch of people, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what 27... Oh, 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 and then you can do the 27 Club, which is, like, your Amy Winehouse, your Kurt Cobain's, your Janis Joplin's. Hey, took you a minute to get that one? Yeah. I thought you'd enjoy this. That's pretty funny. I mean, I guess you could make him look like he's ready to be fucked, so I guess that's close, right? Like, like with his come here... And he's... And I mean, he's, he's sitting there, like, come on, he's like, he's like... Because it was this big! I mean, look, he's just... He's just hung so well. Oh, and apparently, like, this guy has just a shit ton of hate mail about doing Oh, this. nice. Should we send him love mail? Yeah, I, I think, think we I, th I think we should. I, I, I from Boyd Shenanigans? I'm going to get on that, because that, 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 needs to, that needs to happen. Can, can we read his hate mail somewhere? Uh, yeah, if you just go to... Is it working? Yeah, my internet fucking freaked out. Sorry, dude. Yeah, well, mine did before we started. A apparently, we're not allowed to talk about, uh... Um, uh, dressing up Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's really depressing. Which also, if you go to his, his other website, he's got Dress Up Muhammad. That's what I was looking at. Oh, well, that's what did it. Jesus is okay, but the minute you bring up Muhammad, it's all the end of the world. Yeah. I, I guess so, right? Which I guess, speaking of the end of the world and Jesus. Yes. Sadly, it's not as exciting as, well, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll just tell it to you and I'll let you be the judge of the excitement level. And you listeners as well. In fact, maybe we should start going with that philosophy a little bit more in board shenanigans. Um, I just watched the, which this shows how how long ago it's been. I just finally got around to watching that uh, that Revelations thing that that uh, the hist I think it was the History Channel did because you know once again more history um, as always, but they did it as like as like as rev they they did it in the style of it was basically just a movie of revelations happening but it's done all through like either news footage or like found footage or stuff like that so it's all revelation happening but through but but the cameras are actually part of the show i guess so in other words in other words they did it as low budget as possible i guess is one way to put it because there's definitely a lot of scenes when you like ever you see like looting or things going nuts or you know well when you see meteors it's a lot of russian you know dash cam film for, for damn sure. Or, like, you know, riots after, you know, the Packers won the Super Bowl or stuff like that. Or something to that effect. But, which is kind of nifty in and of its own right. And, um, I don't know, it was something. So, I guess Blair Witch, but with Jesus? Could be another way to put it. That's funny. The Jesus Witch Project. Oh. And, uh, which, you know, they in, in that you get to see Christian terrorists, which is opposed to Muslim terrorists. Which, I guess, is interesting. And, you know, they, they didn't pull any punches, you know, with, like, you know, we're just going to go easy. The Antichrist is going to be the American president. Oh, which it gets even better. He's who originally worked for um, an analog to FEMA. Was it was it worth it, you think, or no? Um, I think it's worth at least one watch, maybe. Yeah, you might, I mean, look, it's going to be filled with one thing that I hate for sure, a lot of shaky camming. Yeah. Is that is that is that, like, your least favorite camera work thing in general yeah i mean as far as you know for this i saw the point behind it and i'm like okay i guess we can do with this i mean i see where we're going here the idea is we're gonna film this as you know found footage or whatever i'm like i yeah okay 
And, I mean, they go as far as, like, at times, you know, probably just actually using a consumer-grade camera. Right. So it's just, you know, like, whenever you see the crappy consumer camera on the screen, it's probably that that actual camera that's filming it. And, though, luckily, um, the witnesses in it of Revelation, they're apparently uh, some sort of newscasters, so he actually has a decent, he's got like a red or something like that, it looks like. <laughs> or some, you know, professional-grade small camera. Which is nice for parts of it. Though apparently he's not that good of a cameraman, good lord. But, I, yeah, I mean, it was... And then, you know, some of it's, you know, done through... Uh, some of it's done through uh, uh, security cam footage and stuff like that. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And there's a lot, a lot of fo- footage from, like, helicopter noses at times. I don't know. It it was cool-ish, for sure. It was cool-ish. It was cool. I, you know, you be the judge. Watch it and tell me if you liked it or not. How about that? I don't want to color your take on it. You watch it. It took me a while to actually... I had to hunt it down, so that's how much I cared, I guess. Because whatever happened the first time I taped it, it, it missed a part of it, so... I guess if you got four hours to kill and you want to watch something... I I think I the, the last major thing I watched that like I'm all fucking, I guess, super in love with, which... It, I don't really buy. I don't really buy a lot of digital copies unless they're cheap on Amazon. But I paid full price for Fury on Amazon, which I know I've hawked on here once. But seriously, you might have hawked on it on the one we recorded last week too. Well, seriously, like you should watch it three weeks in a row. Well, and and I guess I guess like, I guess I can I guess I can, he's not furious at Fury. I, I guess I could add another element to it. Like I went. And, I went and read. Did you a watch lot it in of, Russian this time? No, I went and wa- I went and watched a lot. I read a lot of the comments on it, like of what people were saying about it, and oh my god, the way that people have spun what that freaking movie is about is pretty fantastic, actually. Like, ooh, one of the one it, of fantastic the, enough for you to talk about it. One of the better one. I don't have it pulled up, but one of the better arguments that has been made multiple times is okay. So Shia LaBeouf's character in it is, like, super religious. Like, that's his character. That's, like, one of his biggest character traits. And he's great for the movie because that's what that's who he is and blah, blah, blah. And he works really well. It's amazing. Like, he does a killer job at it. One of his... But, so, apparently, having a religious character means that the entire movie's a Christian movie. Well, it is, isn't it? And that's what a lot of people's... <laughs> that's what a lot of people's arguments has been is, oh, hey, it's a... It's it's definitely a Christian movie. It's definitely it's definitely you know by that, that's what they meant by this. It was not a you know it's one of those like nobody's an atheist in time of war kind of thing. Which I and I, and then that that apparently that's not like just one or two ridiculous threads. That's literally mm. a very large chunk of people feel that way about this movie. So which I, no. I just I didn't see. I didn't see that at all. Like I. I I, I, is this a case of like uh, you know, when you're a hammer, all the world's the nail for, for I, either you or them? I kind, I kind of, I kind of feel that way a little bit. I mean, because it could e- easily, I guess, perhaps be a Christian movie, but because you're not that way, you're not, you're not, you're not down with the Jesus man. You know, honestly, if I if I thought that it was, I don't think it'd bother me. Like, I, I really don't think I'd care. Well, I just told you about how I was watching the Revelation thingy, so I mean, right? Yeah, just for the sheer, I'm like, how? Sure, it sounds like a thing. It's, I like a good fiction story, like the next person. I just, <laughs> I just kind of, it's just one of those things where you, you know, you see something like that, and I, I don't necessarily hate the concept of it. I really don't. It's just one of those things where I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. Just because you have, just because you have a character that's in that. I, I, 
okay, just because you have, just because you have, like, Princess Leia in Star Wars doesn't mean it's immediately a princess movie. I mean, I feel like that's the level of relation we're getting with stuff, and I, and I, and I don't understand, I, that's the one, like, beautiful and horrible thing about the internet is people will find a way to spin anything on anything as opposed to, it's, you know, to get their own point across, I, I mean, and I've heard, I've heard similar stuff, too, about how, I, I, I guess, for instance, okay, I, I think it's well-known, documented fact on here, Cool Land Luke is my favorite movie ever. And it's really obvious if you're at all, re- like, open to, or if you're at all, like, familiar with biblical works, it's the story of Christ. It's the trial of Christ. That's, that's what the movie is. And, and I mean, that's that's what that's. There's so much Christian iconography in that movie, but I don't really care because I think it has a whole lot more to it than just that. I, I can see it on one hand, like with your hammer nail thing. I, I see that in a way, but in the other way, I just I don't know. I, it 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 almost be it almost be to the point of like you know taking oh well you know the you know passion for the Christ by God that that's a movie about Scientology. It, it's not. It, you know, because he's aware that he's aware, and his, you know, his his moisture and <laughs> he all can, that. He can smell things, and he's yeah, also yeah. Uh, I mean, like you know, he he under he understands. He, he knows he knows the emotional state of his organs, and he can perceive that he could perceive. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he could be. I mean, which here here's uh this, which also the their banner ad is also quite amazing. Um, so there's two things we can talk about, which this is something I meant to actually give you before the show, so you can watch it and. This could be a topic. I guess we can, you know, pick back up in six minutes or so, or however long it is. Well, what I sent Cody, and may or may not be in the show notes, because um, that's the way things are nowadays, because we felt the need to put that category there, because we had so much stuff, and now we just hate doing it, is, I guess, a, a long while back, well, actually, apparently not that long while back, apparently December 26th, because that would be the day you'd do this, um, Cracked.com released uh, a video, which seems to be a series of them in this style of, uh, why the Firefly crew were the bad guys. Now, I mean, I don't think they ever pretended to be the good guys. I mean, Jane says, let's go be bad guys. <laughs> but the the big thing of their, like, what they were getting at it was, you know, not only were they not particularly good guys in, in you know, in essence of following the laws, but that the, that in general, that the Alliance were the good guys. And... It's pretty interesting. I'll, I won't spoil too much other than that. I'll let you guys watch it since since Cody hasn't seen it. So I'm, you know. And also, just a quick side note. Apparently, they have a shirt that's the Silver Sagan, where it's Carl Sagan dressed up <laughs> as the Silver Surfer. Yeah, Cracked has a lot of. Like, I like their website. They've got a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, I, I I I occasionally go by, you know, give it a give it a look. I'm always end up link getting linked there, so that must mean something about about them. They uh they de- they definitely wind up with a lot of like oh hey go read this on our on our website yeah that that is the truth isn't it yeah I, I I definitely do that pretty regularly I think I got one up there today actually it's either there or what culture I don't know one of those two because I do like those both of those websites a lot hmm which I guess what I was getting at with it though is I don't know are there any do you think there's any other shows in which the the protagonist or whatever is actually the bad guy but I'm gonna fuck this up. But you know, as is that's the that's the stick for the show today. I I've heard the argument that the Empire from Star Trek is or the Empire, 
the Enterprise crew is just part of, like, the Federation is just part of, like, the Imperial regime that's reaching out to, not for the betterment, but for, like, you know, the expansion of, for Blood and Empire. I've heard that one before, which I don't know that hmm. I necessarily hate. I think it's it's a decent enough idea. It, it definitely need some, some backup. I mean, and it, there's, there's the easy one that the Rebels accomplished nothing in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Except for made the world worse. Which I think is pretty actual close to what they're they're getting at with um, the the Firefly one. Uh, see if there's any other good ones. Um, this also might get cut out if we can't think of any, or we can just make shit up and just assume it's true. Well, I know I know there's I know there's always the like okay there's the easy ones where you have the the principal from like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And he wasn't really the bad guy in that movie. He was just trying to do his job and make the kid go to school and let the parents know that the kid was conning everybody. So, I mean, there's that one, which isn't mm. really that bad of a that bad of a guy. Like, he really wasn't that bad of a guy. <laughs> the the guy from uh or the what were uh, blah, blah 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 blah. Yes, that that definitely that. <laughs> The, the fucking hyenas from Lion King, that's another one. Because if you think about it, all they all they really were all they were really in it for was to was to to uh to eat. I mean they weren't in it to do anything, you know, to do wrong or anything. They they were Yeah. Interestingly enough they have one on that on Cracked also about that that I saw where it was was that Scar was actually the better leader or something to that effect? Well, I mean, because think about it. They they alienated they alienated all of them. They they kicked them away. They weren't allowed. You know, they weren't allowed in the Pride Lands or whatever. And they so they have to live in an elephant graveyard in this horrible ass conditions. And then and then Scar takes the these disaffected people and leads them. So really, the lions weren't that good of people. The hyenas weren't really bad guys. They were just outcasts. Yeah, and, and they even bring up the point that is, is that, that with it they are promoting you know the concept of you know well you don't want a smart leader you just want a dumb strong one because you know Scar's whole thing was you know, like he wasn't the strongest or the biggest or the whatever but you know Simba was and you know it was like oh he's and, and was he was pretty and smart and or he was pretty and strong but you know but dumb as a brick which which the only the only part about this is I don't know I learned more about the Lion King in that than I could that that I knew it all previously because I mean yes I've seen it but fuck me if I can remember anything about it other than Akuna Matata oh man I've actually watched that movie like a whole lot of times I've, I'm way more interested in seeing seeing it now just because I'm like well let me see if I can figure out who's a dick in this and, and I'm, I'm gonna fuck it up but I've I've heard that and I think that's what Wicked basically is about is yeah. Isn't that like about the the witch being a good character? Because I, I think mean, they so. killed her sister. I mean, so I, I mean, I know that's nothing. That that's not any. Well, I mean, this is going straight back to you know, like Paradise Lost, isn't it? I mean, for going, right? Right. Yeah. We're not we're not new and innovative, Cody. Nope, not us. Yeah. I mean, the only other the only other ones that I can I can really think of off the top of my head is. Uh, like Indiana, jo I mean, and I know I brought this up on the show about how like Indiana Jones didn't even need to be there. I mean, and that's not real. That's not even really the the thing. But like how he didn't even really need to be there in in freaking the Last Crusade or whatever. Like the Nazis destroyed themselves. He didn't like he he was just kind of there and he didn't really have to be at all. So, but I mean, I know that's 
Because Nazis always destroy themselves. That's what we've. That's what I've learned from from history and and every movie. Nazis are doomed to destroy themselves. <laughs> I don't know if there's. Yeah, I don't know if there's another one that I can think of. It was a great idea that I meant to plan out ahead of time for this show, but. And then I feel like. I feel like I've read something, and this is just, again, me talking, but somewhere there was the argument made that were in the Matrix, like, the the rebel, you know, Morpheus and all them, which I don't even remember what they were called in that movie, besides Morpheus and those guys, the guys in the sweat in the sweaty black vinyl, were were they actually the good guys or the bad guys? <laughs> I, I, I know I've... Were, were people were people better off in the Matrix than... I think that was may have been what the argument was was like if the world is that bad, I I, I almost I honestly think that might have been might have been the thing I I honestly I honestly am not sure I don't really remember a hundred percent, but yeah I don't know if I remember but, the the later matrixes enough but I, mean, to even... I haven't but I haven't seen I haven't seen the Matrix in forever man I mean like realistically that's that's not a uh, I mean, the first one was great. Right, no, I agree, but I i mean, when was the last time you watched it? Um, a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of... And I mean, they don't even get into any, you know, the first one's just like, hey, this is a cool idea. And then the second ones are like, oh, fuck, what do we do with this idea now? Yeah, I I, uh, I kind of agree with that. Because you're like, well, I mean, we can't just have, you know, what are we going to have him flying around like Superman throughout the whole movie? Ugh. I mean, I guess. Well, and then and then you know that fight with the the fictional... The fictional, uh, Kev- or all the Kevin, all the Kevin Smiths. Yes, that put a whole different spin on that movie. <laughs> like, like Neo versus Kevin Smith. Wow, that put a, would be a way different movie. <laughs> I'm interested in that one though. I can't, can't even tell you what it would be like. <laughs> oh, but where he's fighting all the all the Agent Smiths, like that can't be a good movie. I mean, that can't be a good scene that holds up. And I mean, I remember when it ha- came out, everybody was like, "Oh my God, it's the." It's the greatest thing ever. What just like why wouldn't it hold up? Just like be, the special effects, or just the idea in, in and of itself, or it, the it's the the special effects and like it just looks stupid. I mean, it'd have to look stupid, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, a, a lot of uh, you know most most movies that rely heavily on special effects don't hold up in that but regard. I mean, if it's, but if it's a movie, okay, but wouldn't it be like how Independence Day or something like that is now, where like Jesus Christ, this looks bad. And like that was what they did was like, oh God, look at us, look at us jerking off our jer- jerking off about all the all the CG effects we can do. Like, oh God, there goes another spaceship. Oh, you mean I, like that, like like that big swirly color parts in the middle of the motion picture? Right. Like all it was there for was to be like, oh, look at what we can do. Whenever it didn't actually add anything to the movie, and like that was that was what it was. The town was like, oh, see the new. Crazy special effects in the Matrix, Revelations or Revolutions or you know Returns or you know Return of the Matrix, The Empire <laughs> Strikes the Matrix, whatever the fucking one was, and, and I, I just I don't know I, I I feel like movies like that I mean yeah I mean I guess realistically the way what Neo and Morpheus and all them should have done instead was you know they 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 really should have just pulled out you know we we obviously have some people that are outside of the matrix i mean really should have tried to reform the matrix in and of itself but probably not make any major changes other than you know cleaning up some of these rogue programs and then you know just recruit enough people to try to fight the the surface world you know to regain its regain a foothold there i mean probably should have left people in the matrix for as long as possible because i mean one you're gonna wake up all these people that have 
you know, no muscle mass, or, I mean, you also have the taking fact, you know, their eyes don't, which that's another thing, is, you know, Neo shouldn't have been able to function outside of the tube at all, but you, know, you wake up all these people that have no muscle mass, their eyes don't work, you know, they, you know, they can't hear, they can't do anything, and then you're like, oh, we have to take care of, you know, 6.4 billion people now. Well, and then the other thing... It was a got, bad move. Like, I know we're bitching about, like, a fucking movie that's, like, 20 years old at this point. But one of one of the one of the things that frustrated frustrated me about it is is like they especially in the later sequels it's like they really just hammered in the idea of or got like went away from or whatever that like are we are we are we still in a matrix because I kind of like that idea of the philosophical nature of it are they actually awake at all like what's real like is the reality they think is real actually real I like that whole thing. Yeah, which I, 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 that was mainly kind of in the second one where they kind of brought that up, right? Because I know in one of them, see, once again, <laughs> as we're talking about this movie for some reason, uh, one of them they mentioned that it was like, that was like the, like the 10th something, 12th incarnation of the Matrix. Like, there's always, like, what was it, the architect or something, or the, the programmer, and the... But, I mean, even in the first movie, if you took it at face value, I mean, wouldn't that question be raised? I, I don't know. Well, because in the first one, you know, the first Matrix was, you know, was perfect, utopia for humanity, but people, like, woke up. They did that whole thing, which every sci-fi has done that one before. I mean, that's 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 straight back to Star Trek there, you know. You can't live in a perfect world. But then, yeah, like, in the other one, they're like, well, someone all we've programmed it so someone always becomes the one and then wakes up and then we reset and then... Because for some reason that's important to do, I think. <laughs> Great idea for a movie. I'll give him that still. No, I, I agree. Like I, I mean, I imagine that the first one still holds up well. I just, I, ha I have not seen it. And I mean, I, I even see where where people would, you know, I, I can even see the, the line of thought, which would be like, okay, yeah, the, the next two, okay, because because I think it was very much, oh fuck, this first one did so well, we need to make more. Um, what now? And and I, and I can see where the the. the the thought process started, but then it just started getting weird. Well, and then I I wonder, and, and, I'm, and I, again I have not seen it, so I'm 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 just talking out my ass. But the like the I know they did those Animatrix movies, and like I remember enjoying those those quite a bit. But I wonder if those hold up at all. You know, well it's 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 got the chick from the Final Fantasy Spirits Within in it, the actual chick from the, yes the 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 fake chick. From, from Final Fantasy Spirits Within is in it. Right, right, yeah. yeah the CG modeled girl, and that was supposed to be a. Th and I know we've talked about this before. That was supposed to be a thing where she was going to be in more things until SquareSoft became Square Enix, I believe, is what happened. Yeah, she was going to be like one of the first digital actresses. Yeah, which I think is just an amazing concept. Yeah, I know. They really, yeah. I mean, she made it into two things, which that's kind of yeah, kind of bumps me out that ne never has happened yet again. One of these days. Now they're starting to go the other direction. Just taking real actors and digitizing them. Which I have mixed feelings about. I mean, I think, I think, I guess that probably is honestly the sign of a really good movie, though, because, I mean, we're sitting we're here. We're bitching about it? Still sitting here talking about it. I mean, all these, all these years later, so. I mean, it's not like it just disappeared into the atmosphere forever. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. You know, I, 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 I still think the first one was an important movie. I mean, and God knows all the stupid parodies that everybody did of that bullet time thing i mean that's still a thing that gets parodied you still see that like yeah and i mean it wasn't even really that innovative for them to do it it was just the most high profile instance of it right because because I mean, you've seen that in other things but 
before that. I mean, what there was. I mean, I as far as I'm concerned, like, I it, think Max Payne was the first. Thing that that did. was the one. Yeah, that was the yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, because I was like, was it Hitman? No, that's not right. Yeah, Max Payne was the first instance I was experienced to that, to my knowledge, anyways. Which, if... Uh, but, I mean, now, if you start thinking about it, you know, you think, you know, I'm sure there were scenes of Superman, you know, you know, opposed to having him move, seeing him move fast, showing the bullet moving slow, and him just stepping away. Right. I'm sure that was a thing. Which, again, if no one knows what we're talking about with Max Payne, like, seriously, go download it off of, like, Galleria Games or something. It's worth it. It's definitely one of the more fun... They tried to do a movie of that, didn't they? Oh, it was bad. I remember it existed. I don't think I ever saw it. Uh, it had, had Marky Mark in it, and actually talking about talking about uh, freaking gun sponsors in movies or whatever. That was actually the first movie that featured a Taurus Judge in it. That no, was, was a big it? Deal. That was a big deal. Like it, when it came out, it was like right at the time when that that came out, and when, it was when the idea of a, of a shotgun pistol came out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just when they they like released it or whatever, and it was like a big deal that he had it. In it, which, you know, I vaguely remember was, that. Yeah, it was not a good movie at all. Have, have they done like the Rhino yet? Shooting five billion things, you know, five billion bullets out at the speed of light. I don't think so. If you're not aware of the Rhino, look look that gun up, people. You'll understand why. Or was it in the the new Total Recall? Something was in that that was strange. I don't because I know they didn't have the Mappa in that one. Yeah, sadly. Oh. What is the most overly engineered gun? Do you think? Speaking of the map, but I don't know if that's a thing I can search. Now yeah, just... they had, yeah, they had a, they had, rhino, they had a rhino in it. You're right. That's what I was thinking, but... Which, I mean, I guess that's realistically as close in a modern thing as you can get. I don't know, man. I, I think that Lamat is kind of hard to go away from, just because there's a lot going on with those, and those are pretty intricate. Oh, and then it's got the shotgun butter on the, on the bottom? That thing? Or in the middle of it, yeah. Or, well, I mean, yeah. there was that, that one that was like something roughly around the caliber of a thirty two that had three barrels so you could didn't have to reload the damn thing ever. Where it was like two concentric revolvers and you it rotated one direction to shoot from one barrel, then you sw- switch the thing and you rotated the other direction for the other side and then you then you flipped another level to, to shoot off the bottom. I mean I think that's one of the cooler, more uh more overly engineered kind of things, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I, that's kind of the cool thing of I I, I love that early era of figuring let's see what we can figure yeah <laughs> like just like you can see you can see them tinkering you know tinkering with them I, I i really which i guess i guess a good a good thing to preface this with is if you never got time to kill and you just want to look at like the evolution of firearms or whatever go to the nra museum and look, they have an image gallery and it's a pretty extensive image gallery where you can see just a lot of a lot of firearms history in it. It's it's super interesting. So that that's a thing, y'all. And yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wish there was more of that. Like, hey, let's do it. Just should, in in every aspect of the world, you know. Really, let's let's come up with you know how can we change this? Well, I mean, I I enjoy that on all levels. Like, oh, here's early here's early flight. Here's early vehicle development. Here's early. I, I enjoy all that. I think it's really interesting to see how like. This was experimental stage, and this is the, this is the production stage. This is what's the status quo is now, kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what it would be, but I, I feel something needs to. I feel there needs to be something though. That's right. We're caught. Call, we're we're call, we're calling on you, Internet. We want you to make Invent make new in, things. Yeah, make make interesting interesting historical uh, documentations of history on 
Technology progression. Well, see, I'm, I'm just almost being like, you know, even, you know, nowadays, like, could, can we, you know, let's just go for the silly factor. Be like, will this make something better? And just, ah, fuck it. Let's try this out. I can't think, of, if I could think of something, I would do it, I guess, and make millions or fail horribly at inventing something. But I guess that's, you know, like the, well, let's try the five-wheeled car. Ah, that sounds like a thing. Or <laughs> Well, maybe if we were more inventive. So, uh... Yeah. Bolchenagans, the least inventive podcast of all time. And with that, uh, Brewer, do you have any good words to leave the people with? Dress up your plastic Jesus? Amen. Have you heard all you can hear and cannot take any more? I have. Do you need to send hateful bile at these ne'er-do-wells? Leave your comments at bspodcast.us, your single star rating at both iTunes and Stitcher, and your disdain on the BS Twitter or Facebook. Remember... The most pain-inducing word crime has a chance to be read on the show, so keep them coming. Woohoo! Some things aren't cute until you get them wet or hungry. <laughs>